0: It's always bugged me when people say that they can't sing. It's just not true. I believe anyone can sing. But if you're one of those people, maybe you just need a few tips and inspiration from your old pal, Roy. So on this episode, I'll tell you how I've developed my voice over time My list of do's and don'ts for taking care of your voice, and I'll even show you the warm ups I use before singing so that I always sound as good as I can. It's all coming up in just a minute. Welcome to the Royish Good Looks Podcast, episode number 27. My name is Roy, and thank you for joining me. If you'd like to support this show and my music, consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash RoyishGoodLooks. Patrons get all sorts of cool perks for helping out the show. Otherwise, follow me on socials at RoyishGoodLooks, and of course, subscribe to the show and drop a comment or review. Wherever you're listening, I'd love to hear from you. And with that said, let's get into the show. I want to preface this entire episode with one thing. I don't really consider myself to be a professional singer, even though a lot of you probably know me from my own music and being a singer-songwriter guy, but I haven't had a ton of formal training with my voice. Most of my singing skill was developed by just a lot of singing for fun, singing along with the radio, singing along at concerts. And of course, I've sang for my own bands growing up, and I've recorded and edited a lot of my own vocals. So I do have experience, but there's nothing really special about my own singing journey. I've just spent a lot of time working on it and trying to get better. That's literally steps One through 10. If you think that you stink at singing, well, you just gotta sing more because you will always get better. For me, I don't know when I actually started singing, but I do know when I started recording myself singing. Sometime around 2001 or 2002, I started making home recordings on a four track recorder and eventually the computer, and I actually have. One of the first recordings I ever made on a computer. Yes, it's incredibly cringeworthy. And, well, just take a listen for yourself. I don't wanna I just wanna my own, my it's funny. It's not bad for my age. I must have been 11 or 12 The pitch is pretty decent, and there's lots of harmonies. It's kind of boss, actually. But tonally speaking, it's pretty rough. It's easy to hear now. It's so nasally and goofy sounding. It sounds like if Bart Simpson had a band to me. But I guess that's probably just how you sound at that age, usually. But if you asked me back then, I would have not cared so much about my tone. I was never worried about how I sounded when I was just starting out. It was just fun enough to write songs and sing and record them and be able to play them back. It's easy to beat yourself up, especially about how your voice sounds. But with being a beginner in anything, if you can just have fun with it, that naivety is kind of a strength. I never told myself, you can't sing, you don't sound good. I just kept doing it. I also learned a lot through imitation. I had a lot of favorite bands, and that was kind of my dream job, to be in a band. I was already writing songs that sounded like my favorite bands, and when I went to sing them, I would just emulate their voices. Fall Out Boy and Punchline were two of my favorite bands from that era, and you can totally hear the similarities in. How I was using my voice on my own recordings, but still sort of doing an impression of those bands. Here's Fallout Boy. Down, 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 and here's me. Here's Punchline. Here's me. I can't How can this be? How- it wasn't totally intentional. It's just what you do when you're first learning something. You just copy someone else's style, even though you're trying to do your own thing. You have to start somewhere, and it's usually pretty derivative. Nowadays, I try just to sound like me, which seems obvious, but it's really hard not to put on a voice when you're singing. It's just fun to do voices, to be a bit of a character, and I think that makes it easier for some people too. You think your voice isn't fancy enough, so you over-dramatize it. I think Fallout Boy is a great example. There are all these big vowel sounds, and it's so emo and amazing, but it's kind of a put-on or like any country song with all the southern twang. I could never be a true country singer, but it is really fun to pretend and put on that voice. Total side note here. I would love to do a one guy, 50 voices video one day. It would be a total rip off of Rumi, but it's always something I've wanted to do. Singing to me is all about control. It's cool. If you can sound like someone else on command, but I think the goal should be to avoid some of those cliches or doing an impression. I don't think that my voice is super unique, but I still actively try to just sound like me, to not do any kind of extra over-the-top flair unless it's part of the emotion in the performance. Tone, in general, is probably the biggest challenge for most singers. We all think we sound kind of funny, and no one wants to sound nasally or whiny, and you don't really want to sound exactly like somebody else. So you do have to spend some time sort of finding your own voice. When my Adele Star Wars parody Hello from the Dark Side, came out. There were a lot of positive comments about my voice. It was incredibly flattering. It's probably one of the most interesting performances I've ever done. There are some super clean and really resonant notes. There are some really powerful, raspy notes. the The song is in such a high key that you just... Have to go for it. And I think you do kind of hear the full potential of my voice in that song. I remember recording a few takes of some of those higher notes, and you always get this good feeling whenever you hit something just right, like you just nailed it. But even though the consensus is the song was a hit, there are still plenty of parts where I don't love how I sound. I won't point them out here. I don't want to ruin it for anybody else, but I do think it's interesting to mention it's pretty darn good, but it's not perfect to me. And that's the thing. You might think that you sound bad, but you really have no idea, and you don't really get to decide that anyways. The listener does. And on top of that, all the things that bug me about my own voice or my own recordings, they're never the same things that bug anybody else. I've got way more comments about the rain sound in the background rather than comments pointing out parts where my voice sounds kind of funny. So you don't want to worry too much. You're hearing it totally different than most everybody else and as long as you don't tell them what parts are goofy, they probably won't even notice. I mentioned I haven't had a lot of formal training. It wasn't until my senior year of high school that I joined our school chorus. The director was always encouraging me to join. I don't really know why I didn't. I guess I thought I was too cool for it, even though I was already a huge band geek. But when I finally joined, it was actually really fun. I loved being able to hear all the different parts of the chorus. All the harmony and the beefy sound of 50 plus people belting out, no amplifiers, no instruments. I mean, that's just the coolest thing. The only thing that sucked is we met at 8 a.m., which is way too early to sing, at least for me. I was only in the chorus for a year, but without that year, there probably would never have been a hello from the dark side. Before every rehearsal, we would warm up our voices with a simple exercise. This is another, like, no-duh idea. But up until that point, if I was playing a show or recording, I just did it. No warm-up, no stretch, no routine. I'd just start singing. I remember the first few times doing these warm-ups, I was so impressed with how much cleaner my voice sounded, how much more range I had, and not blowing out my voice so quickly. Obviously, your voice is just like any other muscle in your body. You have to give it a chance to warm up before you start belting out all the high notes. I've actually kept using those same warm-ups ever since. I use them before hello and before any singing or recording. I even do them before talking on the podcast. They're super simple. And I'd love to show you how to do them. So I'm recording this section before the rest of the podcast. So as you can probably tell, my voice is a bit toasty, a little bit raspy, and that's the point of the warm up. We've got to shake the dust off, and you might notice this on a lot of my episodes. I tend to start off a little bit more monotone and raspy, and as the episode goes on, my voice clears up a little bit more, and depending on how long the episode is, I might even tire out towards the end of it. But most of that can be avoided with these warm-ups. So I normally start off in the key of C, and we're going to sing a simple melody, and then we're going to move up one key to D-flat, sing the same thing up to D, and so on. It's kind of like a musical version of touching your toes. You're trying to stretch further and further until you can actually finally touch your toes or hit that high C. So it's super simple, and I normally start off singing on the syllable mmm. So lips closed, just kind of humming the melody rather than singing. Mm. And we're going to walk up and down the scale a little bit. Mm. I like to play along with chords on the piano. It's kind of a good piano exercise as well. But you could do this on guitar or ukulele. And if you have really good pitch, you don't really need an instrument at all. You just need that starting note. keep going. I'll try to do a whole octave on mm depending on how I'm feeling. Again, just like any other muscle, you don't want to just jump into the highest key possible. You don't just want to start belting your vocals. I really like taking the time to sort of slowly stretch if I want to sound my best. The next step is instead of using mm with your lips closed, you can switch to mm with your lips open like you're making an n sort of sound. So we can pick up where we left off on E. I'm also not really pushing super hard just yet. You can slowly kind of start to build the volume and push more air, the more and more you get warmed up. So we just did the key of G. Normally I'd take it a little more slow and hang out on mm and mm for a little bit longer, but maybe we can open it up a little more now and we'll switch to which is another really easy syllable. back to C, but we're an octave up now. So that would be like round one. I'll go up one octave and see how I'm feeling. You can probably already hear how much my voice has opened up and cleared out a little bit. And you don't have to do everything in rapid succession. You obviously want to stop and maybe catch your breath, have some water. You're not trying to sing it Like a song, you're trying to get your voice to warm up and open up. So don't just sing it to get through it. You want to pay attention to how your voice is feeling. Sometimes I'll even re sing one of the octaves if I didn't like how it sounded, because you don't want to keep moving higher and higher if your voice isn't ready for it yet. After I finish going up that first octave, I'll normally go back down and I'll do the same exercise, but this time we'll vary the vowel sounds from ooh, ah, E and O. Ooh, ooh, ah, You can hear how I'm getting louder, a little bit more open, the higher keys. We're in A flat right now. Liking that one. Ooh, ooh, ah, ee, oh. Back to sea. Ah, oh. So now we're starting to get in that zone where right, it sounds like maybe we could start singing, starting to sound like more of a normal person. But I'm not going to keep going higher yet. Sometimes, I'll finish this first octave one or two times through, and then I'll switch it up with a different exercise, where you just sort of slide in between the octaves. And just like the exercise we just did, you can do it on all of the different vowel sounds. The more kind of slippery you can go from the low octave to the high octave in back, I think sort of the better. You almost want to hit every note in between. Now, as I'm doing this, I'm kind of noticing my tone is different on certain notes. And that's also something I'm trying to keep in mind. This is as much of a warm-up as it is sort of like a checkup. How is my voice doing? I'm kind of keeping in the back of my mind, like, do I sound kind of froggy and congested today? Or does it feel like I actually am in shape and this is going to be a good day? Because the warm-up isn't necessarily a silver bullet that's going to immediately make you sound awesome. It's just one piece of the puzzle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now I'm starting to feel much more comfortable. Those sort of sirens up and down really clear out a lot of gunk, I feel like. So now I'll pick up where we left off with the original warm up, and I'm going to push the keys as high as they can go until my voice starts to break, and crack again, and when I get to that point, I'm not going to stop, I'm going to switch from my chest voice to my falsetto. I always feel like it's a good idea to warm up you know, your low octaves, your high octaves, your chest voice, and also your falsetto, or your head voice. I feel like it helps balance out your tone, like you've warmed up every single part of your range from low to high, even if you're not going to be singing in your falsetto, I think it just makes sense that you've covered every single part of your range. All right, so... Sort of like the meat and potatoes of my voice. This next key or two will probably have to switch it over to falsetto. Ooh, I, oh. I can actually hear that. I'm a little toasty. Maybe you can hear that on my voice as well. I'm sort of moving through the warm up a little quick today. It's not quite as laid back as I would normally do it. But so that's another thing to listen for and feel for. You don't want to keep pushing further than you have to. I'm not trying to record a high C right now. I'm not trying to record the perfect take right now. I'm just trying to get warmed up. And if I have enough time, you know, I will spread this out. I will take a break, hydrate, and not just necessarily sing for 20 minutes straight, warming up. But either way, this seems like probably a good place to switch over to falsetto. See I'm going way higher than we'd be able to do in my chest voice, we're now at the key of G. I know I sound like a cartoon character. That's what I'm saying, though. Even though I'm not going to sing in this range, we can still stretch it out. Such a silly range. All right, so now we're back at high C, and we can sort of repeat the process we just did with the lower octave with that sort of siren up and down between these two higher octaves now. Ooh, 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 ooh. This is sort of a tricky exercise going from ooh, chest voice ooh, to your falsetto head voice. Ooh, 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 ooh. E- didn't really get the slide on that one. And if you really want to be fancy, you can do these sirens in multiple octaves. I actually don't try to hit the notes perfectly when I do this. I just try to go as low as I can and as high as I can comfortably. and that feels real good when you can nail that in and out of your chest to falsetto. Almost feels relaxing. Ah, ee, oh. So this is something that if you're doing around Dogs and cats, or loved ones, you're probably gonna drive whoever is around you nuts, but you gotta do what you gotta do. So, after that round of falsetto warm ups, I've probably finished my water. I literally have like two sips left, and I still wanna come back and do a full chest warm up. I'll try to go at least from C all the way up to maybe F or G in my chest voice. But if we're singing that melody, by the time we get to G, the top note on the exercise that we're singing is gonna be a B, which is basically the top of most tenors range. Sometimes I can push up to C, maybe C sharp, but I don't usually get that high with any sort of usable tone. I'm just sort of taking my vocal temperature of sorts. Like, where is my voice fitting today? The cool thing about doing this on a piano or on your guitar, ukulele, whatever, if you're doing it with a musical instrument and you know exactly what notes you're topping out on, what keys you're topping out on, it's kind of like stepping on the scale in the morning to weigh yourself. And obviously, if you're singing regularly, warming up regularly, you'll get to know like, oh, that was a good stretch. I got to the very top of my range or you know, maybe I don't have that range today and I can only get up to the key of you know D or E instead of F or G. You can kind of track your vocal range over time. All right, so I just had a quick break, and now let's start back on C, and we'll see how far we can go. sounded good on E. So that's interesting. That's sort of where we topped out the first time through on this. I would say that E is a sort of high key in general for me. So I might need more of a break or might need to return to some of those lower octaves before we really blast out anything in E today. There's not really a point for me to go further right now. If I knew that I was going to be recording a song that was in the key of E, I definitely would be concerned at the moment. But It's still really early in the day, so I don't normally warm up and then immediately start recording. The more you can sort of space out your warm ups, you know, start with mm and mm, then come back and do ooh, ee, ah, and oh. You don't have to do all the warm ups at once, and you obviously don't have to do the warm ups and then jump right into the recording studio or jump right on stage. So that's also something to keep in mind. Like I mentioned earlier, I kind of ran through. The warm-up's a little faster than I normally would, and maybe that's why I don't quite have as much range as I normally would. And that's really the whole point of doing these warm-ups, is you want to try to get your voice in shape for the next thing that you're doing, but you also want to figure out whether or not it's going to be a bad hair day, you know, a bad vocal day, because sometimes you just can't get around that, whether it's the range or your tone, you just kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed, maybe you're not feeling so well. Or your voice is just burnt from using it too much to begin with. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do other than to take a break, rest, and come back to it later. Once I was happy with that melodic exercise, then I'd go back to those sirens, but this time I would do it all in my chest voice. Ooh. I'd probably take one last break and then I might actually start singing some songs. Again, you might think, all right, let's just jump right into the studio. Let's jump right on stage. But there's definitely a difference between warming up all these vowel sounds versus singing lyrics and sounding like a singer. You could probably hear even on the warm up. I don't really sound how I do when I'm singing a song. I'm often putting on Funny kind of voices to just stretch my voice and hit the pitch nice and even. It's just sort of a different exercise, warming up versus actually performing. So I'll grab my guitar and just sing a few of my favorite songs. And then after that, I'm probably good to go. So here are my vocal do's and don'ts. Do. Have a good night's sleep beforehand, and don't plan to record at 8 a.m. The better I sleep, the better I usually sound, and I try to wait to do any recording until I've been up for a few hours. Today I got up around 9 a.m., started those vocal warm-ups around one, and I'm recording the podcast between two and three. And that's kind of my usual minimum buffer. I find the longer I wait to warm up, the more naturally warm my voice is. I don't have to really fight against it to get it into shape. And kind of on that same note, do drink enough water beforehand. I know this is another obvious thing, but it's probably the easiest thing that you can do to make your voice sound better. I think you'd be surprised how much hydrating can help with your tone quality and your stamina. And it's not like you can just have a water right before singing or drinking water as you're singing. You have to do it in advance. Even hydrating the evening before can help too. You know when you wake up and you have all that gross phlegm and gunk in the back of your throat, you're not going to be able to get rid of that an hour or two before recording. It's kind of like getting that good night's sleep. If you're hydrated the day before, That's gonna carry over a little bit to the next day, and your voice is probably gonna sound better because of it. This next one's tough, but don't drink coffee or eat spicy food beforehand. Avoiding coffee is hard. I drink at least one or two cups a day, and sometimes more. I'll at least try not to have a humongous cup, and I'll make sure to drink water alongside it and usually before it as well. That way you aren't just burning your vocal cords first thing in the morning. Spicy foods are bad for that same reason. Food in general is something I try to avoid right before singing. I'm sure there are certain foods that are more friendly than others, but if I have a meal, I feel like I have to start all over with my hydration and my warm-ups. It always seems like it just distorts my voice. And it doesn't feel good to sing on a really full stomach anyway. You obviously don't want to starve yourself, but you do want to be careful about what you are eating. Do sing regularly and warm up each time. You can't just sing once a month and expect to have great tone and a big range and super long stamina. It's a muscle. So you've got to develop it and work it out often. And you also have to know your own voice. Some days you're just going to sound funny, even if you are warmed up. The warm-up isn't a total cure. It's just a stretch. There's plenty of times where I finish my warm-up and I'm really happy with my range, but I still might sound nasally or gravelly, even though I'm not having trouble hitting notes. Or vice versa. You might sound good, but not have as much range as you need for that day. If you aren't happy with how your voice is faring, just hydrate and rest and come back when you're feeling better. Sometimes it might just take a few hours to get a little bit more warmed up, or sometimes you might just need to wait until the next day. And that's literally my life. There have been so many times that I wanted to record. I had the time and the energy and I was really excited, but I didn't sound clean enough or I didn't have the range that particular day, but the very next day was a huge improvement. I know it might be a bummer in the moment, but it's okay to take a rain check. Do figure out what key your favorite songs to sing are in. Your voice is going to sound best in a certain range of notes, so certain key signatures might suit your voice better than others. This kind of depends on what the melodies of those songs are too, But roughly speaking, what songs and what keys do you find yourself most comfortable in? For me, G is either way too low or way too high. My song, Let the Past Die is in G and I'm basically screaming half of the time. And Galaxy Far, Far Away is also in G, but that recording is kind of low and boomy and almost kind of boring sounding. So there's always a give and take. I usually sound the best somewhere between B and D flat. I don't only use those keys, but those are typically more safe ranges for my voice. So take some time to figure that out. The warm up exercise we did can help with that as well. Which key do you start to stretch too far to hit the notes clearly? And vice versa, which key is kind of too low for your voice to sound as powerful and as full as you want it to? And finally, do record yourself. Even if you're not trying to make recordings to release, Listening back to yourself and getting to know your own voice is going to help immensely. I know it's always sort of difficult and cringy to listen to yourself, but when you're talking or when you're singing, you aren't really listening to yourself at all. So simply just hearing yourself played back, you'll realize, oh, that's what I actually sound like. You may not like it, but you have to get used to that, more familiar with it and more comfortable with it. And then you can take it one step further and start proofreading your voice. You'll notice all the things that you're doing that you can't quite grasp while you're actually doing them. Like, oh, I sing this word kind of weird, or I sing this melody kind of sloppy, or whatever it is. Then you can work on all those areas. So there is a lot more that I'd love to go into The recording and editing side of things is really huge, as well as the ear training and having a little bit of music theory background can help a lot too. I think we'll continue this conversation on a future episode, so leave me your comments. What are your strengths and your struggles when it comes to singing? I'd love to hear from you. All right, if you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to show your support, Consider signing up for my Patreon page. Patrons get all sorts of cool perks, like ad-free episodes of the podcast. You can ask me anything through Q&A threads every month. Everyone gets an answer, and I might even answer you on the show. I'll send you unreleased bonus songs every month. Patrons just got the C-3PO song from last episode, and there's another new one coming out by the end of September. If you're a creative person yourself, I'll check out your art, music, podcast, whatever you make, and I'll give you my personal feedback. And you can even get your name listed as a producer on new podcasts and YouTube videos. So it's a whole community, and I'd love for you to be a part of it. Plus, you'll be helping support this show and my music. If that sounds cool to you, sign up at patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. Otherwise, give me a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Royish Good Join our private Facebook group called Royish Good Looks. And whenever you're listening, leave a comment and share the podcast episodes in your feeds and tag me. I really appreciate your help. I can't do it without you. So thank you for listening today, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care.